Hi, are you sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable or dish? GNR TV is your answer. These guys have an incredible 100% legal product that is a cord cutter's dream. For as low as $25 a month, you will get over 400 HD channels, including all major sports packages, pay-per-views, premium movies, and entertainment. To get started, all you need is a streaming device, such as an Amazon Fire Stick, internet, and a desire to save a ton of cash. No contracts, no credit checks, no hidden fees. I myself have been a subscriber, and I must say, this service is amazing. To learn more, search GNR TV on Facebook or Instagram, and I will also be posting a link on my pages to check out on my podcast website. Lastly, for first-time subscribers, use promo code SIRS30 to save $5 for your first month. GNR TV, streaming done right. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, just Jason's mask. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Here's another fun and exciting episode of Horror Research Dirty. I have an awesome film student on here today. I met him at Scarecon a few weeks ago. His name is Tom. So, Tom, how's it going, man? Good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing really good. Um, I guess, seeing as how I said it, how did you enjoy Scarecon? Oh, it was great. We met a lot of really nice people. Um, the thing about horror fans that I've noticed, just from everybody I've met, mm-hmm. is they're the nicest people in the world, it- which is, I feel like, the stigma that they'd be like you know kind of creepy but uh not the case absolutely not the case not at all very very true about that just learn from me having this podcast meeting a lot of people through the podcast and like horror groups on facebook and people people like yourself at cons and all that you meet a whole lot of really cool nice people yeah and it is funny because we watch the craziest shit in the world the most violent (laughs) vulgar movies in the world and we're like the nicest people in the world it seems i, I know and you know that's the great thing for me with like horror mm-hmm. is that the people that like it are just so nice and there are a lot of other fan groups that uh it's that's just not the case yeah and, yeah yep you're right about that but hey man we got the best movies <laughs> we, do. we do we absolutely do so, uh, who did you, like, what were some things that stood out to you at Scaricon that you really enjoyed? Well, I, uh, I really liked the panel that I came and saw with you, and, uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but the director of, uh, oh. House Shark. Ron which, Bonk. Yeah, um, he was, he was a really nice guy, had a lot of really nice insights. Um, I got to see two of my favorite YouTubers, uh, the people from Dead Meat, um, awesome. which was really, really fun, got to watch, a. Uh, them do a live commentary of Ice Cream Man, which I was very entertaining. Great way to see the movie. Um, and yeah, like I said, just all the really nice people. Um, just a good weekend all around. I agree with you there, man. And yeah, Dead Meat, that they're really cool. Real cool. And I actually, yeah. I went up to, at some point I went to the table and I wasn't busy. And I'm going to try to work with them. They gave me their email. So I'm going to try to 
do something with them in, in the future, whenever. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be real fun. Yeah, that would be really cool. That con was fun, though. It was real fun. I had a great time. The panels, there was a lot. I didn't. I wasn't at my table. Like, I wanted to be at my table a lot that weekend just to be able to record, just, you know, having random fans come up, horror fans come up and just record with me. On a, yeah. I, I was going to do a Facebook Live feed instead of, like, an actual episode, podcast episode, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But we were on, like... I think we had like eight or nine different panels. We ended up doing maybe seven total, but oh, yeah. still, it was just nonstop. It was it was good though because it got my name out there more, and it was fun, and it was cool to interact with the people on the panel. Like every panel I was on, where we were on the full panel, it was a really good interaction with people. Yeah, and good back and forth. The film one was good that I met you in, and they had us on. Um, spe- they had us on a special effects one. Oh, yeah. I was expecting there to be like a special effects, like how with the director one with Ron. I was mm-hmm. expecting someone to be in there, and I'm just moderating. It was just me and my brother up there, not knowing oh, really? what to talk about. So we lucked out. There was four people in the that were watching the panel that knew that knew what we, what to you know about special effects and all this stuff and the makeup. So we let them. We asked them if they wanted to come up, and then there ended up being four of them. So we just let them take over the panel. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think somebody was supposed to be on that panel. I was supposed to moderate. Somebody was supposed to be on that panel, like how Ron was, again, talking about that side of it. And it made me talking about what I like about special effects, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it didn't turn out that way, but it was ended up being great. Yeah, it, you know, things don't always go as planned, but Not sometimes enough. it's the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that might have happened a couple times over the weekend where something didn't go mm-hmm. quite like they planned it. But it, you know what? It worked out. Can't complain about it, so... Oh, no, it was, I'm glad, I'm kind of glad it went that way, because they're all fans of horror, obviously, and then, like, they actually got to sit up on, like, they didn't get, they got the opportunity to sit up on a panel and just discuss what they love, which is, you know, the special effects with it, and I was like, this is, this is cool, I was like, this, this works for me, I can just chill and listen to this and learn, and there were so many people that were sitting in there that, you know, knew about it, knew bits and pieces about it, they're going back and forth with each other, and I'm just like, this is, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So what got you? Um, what got you into horror? Well, I, you know, I've been into horror for as long as I can remember. Um, I used to watch the old Universal movies with my dad, okay. uh, and then when I was like in junior high school, me and my buddy used to just for fun. Uh, I used to go over to his house and just watch horror movies, just like random stuff, mm-hmm. um, just to see if we could stomach it. And then I realized, oh, I actually like this. Yeah. And um, I wish I wanted to be part of it, so I decided I'm going to go to film school, um, study this. It turns out horror isn't all that respected in the academic side of things. Really? But um, no, no, it's not. It's not respected in like. Like, it doesn't get a lot of Oscar love either. Yeah, um, that's true. Like, in my opinion, Hereditary definitely should have had some nods, but didn't. Um, and it's just really unfortunate to me because I think horror, other than, like, comedy horror, is the hardest thing to do. What, what scares people mm-hmm. is such a subjective thing. There's no formula to it. Yeah. That... You, you literally can't please everybody, and I feel like a lot of times you'll displease more people than you please. Um, 
so it's just I don't know. It's just people don't look up to it as much as I think they should. I th- I agree with you there. Like I don't know the film side of it as far as like the schooling and all that, but I agree with you there as far as a fan. But I do feel like it is becoming more and more popular. Yes, and. <laughs> It's it's a thing that I kind of, I love it that it's becoming more popular, but then I hate it at the same time because I feel, and this is no disrespect to any type of horror fan, but sometimes you get those fake fans that just want to see the most popular thing because it's the most popular thing, not necessarily because they enjoy it. Yeah. And I I like us horror fans being like the oddballs of the group, like oh my god, how can you guys watch this shit? I'm because it's good, it's entertaining. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, if it's on Netflix and I've never heard of it, it's probably something that I want to watch, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I think my problem comes in when um, we, we often get in this argument in class, actually, um, about horrors versus thriller. Okay. And my opinion is that a thriller is just the movie, a horror movie that's too good, so they people don't want to call it a horror movie anymore. Um, Silence of the Lambs is, in my opinion, a horror movie. It's one of the best horror movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, in general, really got me into horror as well. Um, But it won Best Picture, so it's not a horror anymore. It's a thriller. You know what I mean? Or Jordan Peele got got, um, Oscar nominations for... uh, uh, Get Out got nominated for Best Picture. Get Out was good. It was was a great movie, right? Yeah. It's a horror movie, but a lot of people in my realm, will argue that it's a thriller. And luckily, Jordan Peele doesn't seem to think that that's the case, which I enjoy, but uh, it's just frustrating. And it's, it's kind of, it can beat you down after a while, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, um, horror, see, like you're saying, it, it really doesn't get the credit it deserves. And I just, again, as a fan, I know nothing about film, film as far as recording, the story, and all that, but just as a fan of watching these movies... What they put into these movies and what they put into these stories is so freaking creative. It's so different. It's so off the wall and out there. And I love horror because you can literally, if you want to, you can literally go in any direction and not be wrong. If you want to make a horror love story, you can do it. If you want to make a horror comedy, you can do it. Horror action, anything horror, you can do it. And it'll work. Even some Brightburn, it was like an evil type of Superman. You could do it and it works. In in my opinion, it was great. I got to see that. I want to. I want to see more of that. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, and then again with the with the wild, weird, crazy horror. Like you, you could have a, a horror movie about. There's a movie called Rubber about a killer tire. You yep. have a movie Thanks Killing about a killer turkey. Yes. That won't work in any other realm. Like nobody's going to watch a movie about a superhero turkey or a superhero tire, for example. <laughs> but wow. you, you you tell a horror fan, look, there's a movie about a tire that kills people. How can I see that? Where can I find that? Yeah, like, I want to see that right now. As ridiculous as it is and as terrible as the movie could be, you're going to want to watch it at least one time just to say you watched that movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one, that's like one real, real big thing I love about horror is, again, you, it's like whatever type of horror movie you put on, you're not wrong. You know, it, it's not wrong. It's for, for us real horror fans. I mean, not, not people that just, you know watch the popular stuff and i don't even yeah. mean to bash them like if that's yeah, they like the, if they like the if they yeah if they like the big name horror and all the big name horrors that's that's perfectly fine too that's perfectly fine too but there's so much there's just i love it because there's so much out there and fan, a lot of fans are getting into making their films like horror films and i feel like 
that's like the backbone of horror for us because they come out with the new ideas and everything else and just I mean you get you get to be a part of the movie too, which is a cool thing. Like with the Indiegogo things nowadays, mm-hmm. you get your name in the credit. It might not be a big deal to some people, but when you see those credits rolling, oh shit, my name's right there, and yeah. you get the Blu-ray for the movie or whatever from the movie, and it's even cool. It's cool, like say if it's just how many people can say that? Look, my name's in this movie. I had nothing to do with it. I just helped bag mm-hmm. it, so my name's in the movie. Yes, yeah. that feels good. And that's a, that's I mean going back to what we were originally talking about with the community. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's such a supportive community once you're in it. But the people outside of that community don't get it. It it really is. And, like, one huge thing with horror that I've been noticing is, as you can see, I'm black. (laughs) But as far as the fans go, gender, race, all that stuff doesn't even matter. Like, that doesn't Mm -hmm. even come up. Nobody thinks of it. And you see, see, I've seen it a lot at um, ScareCon, you know, a couple weeks ago, weekends ago. You've seen a lot of all different races, all different genders, and, you know, the sexual orientations, the LGBTQ community, they, all that cool stuff, and nobody cares. Everybody mm-hmm. just wants something horror. Everybody just wants to watch something cool and entertaining at the end of the day. Nobody gave a shit about nothing. There was no yeah. issues there, and it, I, I just love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a horror is a great unifier, right? It, it really is, and I say this, I've been saying this a lot lately, I'm like, the world, as far as politics, though, they can learn a lot from us horror fans because we get along. Fi- even if even if there's a horror Absolutely. movie we hate, we'll debate it, but we won't like attack each other for hating the movie. We might talk a little shit how guys do, like, "Hey, I do like this dumbass movie," but it's not like, "Hey, you're stupid for believing this. You're stupid for your belief type yeah. of deal." We don't do all that. It's like, "Hey, I don't know how you watch this movie. I'm gonna watch it, but it sucked." But that, yeah, but like there are other fan groups that have, like I said, I've noticed where if you like. If you like, like, the wrong Star Wars movie, that that, that is an offense that is punishable by death to some people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or uh, Marvel vs. DC. Marvel vs. DC. is like, a huge one. Yeah, absolutely. And those people will... I think they'd fight and die for it. It's crazy. <laughs> I know, I know. You're right. And it's... I mean, I get it. Everybody has their passion, but I just feel like, like we were saying, horror is like that just big accepting group that everybody always wanted. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like the Nightmare on Elm Street series. That's my favorite. But people that like Halloween and people that like Friday the 13th, they're not, they're not calling me stupid for it, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Friday the 13th fan. We all know Jason can kick Freddy's ass, but you're not dumb for liking Freddy. That's just, you know, that's your, that's your favorite thing. Yeah. It, it's it's cool, and I, I enjoy all those movies, though. Like, I enjoy the Halloween franchise. I enjoy the Nightmare on Elm Street, all of it. It's fun. It's Some of it's hilarious. Yeah. And one thing with horror, horror fans, I, well, I can speak for myself. We have a sixth sense of humor. Because there's certain <laughs> horror movies that there's nothing funny about the movie at all, but we'll laugh at a scene if somebody dies, <laughs> just laughing, like, what the? Uh, sometimes that's what you're there for, you know what I mean? Yes, it is. And some people that aren't really a big horror fan will be like, how can you, what's funny about that? Like, how, how do you guys find this funny? Like, how don't you find this funny? That was hilarious. Yeah. You know, I do have a, I do have a hot take with Friday the 13th, the series, Uh-oh. I think. I'm um, I think... I think Friday the 13th doesn't get, like, super good until it embraces that camp. Just the campiness of the whole thing. I could see. Um, like, I'm going to say it. I love Jason X. Jason X. Oh. That movie's 
That movie's ridiculous, and I love every minute of it. It's it's one of my least favorite. I don't hate any movie of that franchise. It's one of my least favorites, but it has some great kills in it. And I do get what you're saying, but my my favorite is part seven. The mask, the look, the movie, like yes. everything about it. I love it. Yeah, I, you know what? I do agree with that. Part seven is the best one. I, I will, yes, absolutely. But the best kill in it is in Jason X with the... Uh, that with, was one uh, of the... Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, he freezes their face with the whatever and smashes it. Yes. Yeah, that was... And Uber Jason was awesome. Like when the, the robot... Side, what the heck was she? An android shot him up, shot his leg off, and he, he just yeah. happens to fall out out of anybody. You do not want Jason to fall on something that's going to regenerate or make him even no. stronger than he was before. <laughs> Made his mask metal, and he was just, oh, man, that was that was a good scene. That was It, yeah. was, a, it was a fun movie. And what did you think of the remake? Um, I saw the remake once. It's got to be going on three or four years ago now. Um don't remember loving it and the fact that I don't remember most of the movie probably is a good testament to that. Um, I don't I, I don't love remakes in general. I I don't I, I'd rather see I'd rather see new ideas. Like you're saying, like horror is such a it's it's such a wide range of what you do. Um, I don't feel like we need to keep retreading these same same things over and over again. See but, uh, and I'm the type that I I agree with you as far as like the new ideas. I love the new ideas, but I also love remakes. But they have to be done right. And mm-hmm. as far as the Friday the Thirteenth one, it wasn't bad. It was fun. It was a good movie. But my biggest things were it was it was too jokey for me. As far as for mm-hmm. Jason, I know, don't get me wrong. I love I love comedy in horror. I love comedy horror, and I love comedy in horror. But I felt like they did a little bit too much comedy in the, that remake. And I wish it was set in the '80s. Instead of like 2000, it came out in 2009, so it was set around those mm-hmm. times where people had cell phones and all this other stuff. Set it in yeah. the 80s, make it that dark tone that everybody loves about Jason. Have a couple comic reliefs here and there, because that was throughout the whole series, but it wasn't like a lot in the movie. It was here and there. And then there's just some parts of, again, as horror fans, we just find funny because we're horror fans. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, okay. I don't know about horror remakes that have been coming out. Like, what would. What would you say is like the best one? Um, horror remakes that came out. I love the it, the two it ones. Um, okay. Okay. And, sure. Uh, what is it? I can't, I'm trying. There's one on the tip of my tongue. I cannot think of it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 was great. Okay. Um, and there's one more that I actually like the remake better than I like the original. Do you like the the 2003 Texas Chainsaw better than the original Texas Chainsaw? No, but I don't like the original, like, it doesn't blow it out the water. But the original, I just, what I loved about the original was just so dark and gritty. And, like, how a lot of, all the kills were off screen. Mm-hmm. And I read about that. And the reason why they did it, well, at the time, was because, you know, the ratings, they'd have to make it an X rating. Yeah. But I, let, I also read how, like, it, at the time, it made it scarier for, the, you know, in the 70s, something like that coming out. Absolutely. You see it. So I really respect that. I really enjoyed that about it. But... It's, it's not. It's like this, like the re, you know the remake in that one because the remake was done so freaking well. That mm-hmm. was one of the best remakes I've seen. And there's another remake that I like better than the original. I just cannot think of the movie right now. Uh, Evil Dead. Oh, the Evil Dead remake's great. 
I loved it. That's true. Yeah. I loved it. And some people are like, how did he? I'm like, look, it was just great. They, don't get me wrong. The original one was really, really good, too. But I felt like the remake just stepped it up just a little bit. And I know it was pretty much, you know, it was a lot of the same. But I just, the look of the movie was a lot better. Obviously, yeah. it, obviously it was newer, but still, I just enjoyed it more. Yeah, I think I'd still give it to the original. Mm-hmm. I'd give the nod to the original, but uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. And uh, I respect that. Yeah. I respect I re- that greatly. Now, with you being in film school and you're saying, you're, you know, with the horror and stuff, is there a certain um, type of movie you would want to do? Like, as far as, like, say, paranormal, slasher, etc., all the other type of horror genres you can do? Or would you... Uh- no, go ahead. I, I, I mean, I like everything. I, I think that right now there's a lot of paranormal stuff, a lot of haunted house movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really what I like to write or make. Um, I would I would go more for a grounded thing, more of a slasher kind of thing. Okay. Uh, just something like that. I find... The, th- the thing about paranormal movies for me is that you leave the theater and there is a uh, understanding that what you just saw isn't isn't real. Mm-hmm. I mean, ghosts, whatever. It's not you can't prove that, um, or we haven't. So um, you go and you're just like, okay, well, I could turn off the lights now and we're good. Um, but something about like a person. Like the e- the evil of humanity, or how humanity can be, yeah, just truly evil, is scarier because it's it's real. Like it could actually happen. It has actually happened, and it's unfortunate, but I, I find that much more scary than the things that go bump in the night. I see what you're saying with that. So is that that's what you're gonna lead with? Possibly as a slash. Do you have anything? In, I mean, I know you probably don't want to say too much. I'm guessing, but do you have anything in mind as far as like a a story, so to speak, um, or I got a couple different things going on right now. Um, we have one about a we have one we're working with right now about like uh, Uber drivers. Okay, just like ride sharing. Um, we we did one last year called Close Call, which was like a little mini two minute thing. Um, and the whole sh- like idea with that was. A guy was trying to get into a room, and he's kind of creepy and weird, and the person doesn't want to let him in, but the twist is that the person that didn't want to let the person in is actually in the act of killing somebody in the room. Oh. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, so, like, just trying to, sub- I hate this term, but, like, subvert expectations, like, throw people off, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. We're just trying to do something different okay. any way possible. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I like see that's one thing I like about the whole the younger generation as far as fans who are really in the horrors, you guys come up with a lot of new ideas or even take something that, as far as like say like a slasher but change the whole premise of the movie. You don't just have mm-hmm. a guy in a hockey mask, a guy wearing a glove or a guy in, you know, the Michael Myers mask killing. You have something sometimes there'll be somebody right in plain sight that's doing the killing but you don't know he's doing the killing. Yeah, and then you figure out why he's doing it, and I'm just like, okay, I'm kind of on his side. I get why he's doing this. I I wouldn't do. I don't. I, you know, in real life, yeah, you don't condone yeah. that. In the movie, like hell yeah, get him. Yeah, isn't isn't that the scary part? Like afterwards, you're like, oh man. 
Yeah. I was waiting for that. You know, it's funny, though. Like, ever since I was a little kid, I was always rooting for the villains in horror. Right. I think it's because the cool kills. Like, I mean, I started out as a, I mean, Slash was my favorite, but that's mainly what I seen growing up. And I feel like it's just the cool kills. Like, once you see those first cool, you're just like, wow, that's so freaking amazing. And then once you're older and you understand that, I mean, you knew it was fake as a kid, but once you're older and you understand more about the practical effects of it. Like, I don't know much about yeah. it, but I didn't know what practical effects were when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And now you know the practical effects of it. And the t- I respect it so much because people spend so much time. I always, I'll use this as an example. Like, say there's a head that they're going to smash in a scene, and they make it look just like your face. They spend hours and hours and hours to make this prop. Say, I don't know how long it takes, but say they take 20 hours to make this prop, right? Mm-hmm. Just to destroy it in a movie in five minutes. I love right. that and respect it. I'm just like... If I had the talent to make that, no, it's going to get destroyed. I'd be like, well, uh, guys, can we, um, can we use something different? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I really don't want to. Can't we just really punch him in the face? I really don't <laughs> want to destroy this. Yeah. It, it's, an art, it, it's an art form just like anything else, you know? It's, and, like, the horror FX artists oh. are honestly the stars of the show a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, everybody knows who Tom Savini is. Oh, my God. I was just about to mention him. He does yeah. That guy, man. <laughs> it's, he's great at what he does. I mean, and uh, nobody does it better, in my opinion. So I can agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. So how long um, How long is film school? Um, I'm in a four-year uh, program. So I'm actually senior right now, so I'm, I'm wrapping up. Oh, nice. Uh, figuring out what we're going to do next. Uh, grad school's in the cards. Not quite sure what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Part of me just wants to go, try to make things happen, but uh, part of me kind of wants to stick around uh, this area for a little bit. So yeah, don't really know yet. Now, would you ever would you consider like a, um doing like a fan made film and like an Indiegogo type thing or? Yeah, that like you said earlier, it's like such a useful tool, um, gets people involved, and it's. It's really, frankly, it's really easy now to make your movie. The hard part is getting people to see it. Um, but anybody, like the, the phone on your, or the camera on your phone. Yeah, you could. It's like as good as some of these other cameras that they're actually shooting movies on. So you got you just got to do it and then get people to be interested. So in Indiegogo, Kickstart, stuff like that is a good way to, get people involved from the get-go. I would really like to see you do something, man. Even if you do something, say you do like a five, ten-minute short with some friends just to get your name out there. Yeah. Throw it on YouTube, and you let me know about it, and me and my team with the podcast will promote the hell out of it, and you could, if you're on Facebook, I got a Facebook group you can share it on and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. And I just, I want to see more. I want to see more for yeah. like young people like yourself, just fresh ideas, and just people that... Not just that. I don't care how old they are, but just people that really love horror, just putting their, you know, putting their, um, putting it out there for them. Putting their, that's like their dream. If you really want to make a horror movie, that's your dream. Like I, as far as I go, I mean, this podcasting thing, I fuck, I love it, man. Yeah. It's so freaking fun. And when I was a kid, that this, I, this didn't even exist. And mm-hmm. then you know, this is. I started this in twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. I think. 
Yeah, I'm going on to January. It'll be two years, and I started. I started out actually first doing like unboxing videos on Facebook Live, and went from that to talking about how I was gonna just. Um, I started that in like 2014, I think. I don't remember, but anyway, I kept talking about how I was eventually I'm gonna start a podcast when I learned about podcasting, and I listened to podcasts and I love podcasts. And I wasn't even listening to horror podcasts at the time because I didn't even know they existed for a while. Yeah. And then I started listening to those, and I was like, I can do this. I want to do this, and my eventually my wife got me the equipment. I upgraded since then, but she got me the equipment and got and I ended up starting it. And I don't know if I told this in the um, the panel that you were in, the uh, you know the film panel. Yeah. But the very first time, the very first episode that was supposed to happen for me, it was me, my brother Henry, which you've seen on stage with me, or you've seen him around at some point, mm-hmm. and Rob, my friend Rob, really good friend Rob, and we were on our way to Scarecon back when it was at Turning Stone a couple years ago. I had this little recorder about this big. My wife got it for me. Never used it. Didn't read one direction. Did just turned it on. We got in the car. I was like, you know, we were driving. Like, hey, yo, we should record an episode. Starting a podcast. Let this be our first episode. Just talking about horror in general. Random, random, you know, random guy talk mm-hmm. horror. What we're expecting to see at the con, and then we'll drive on the way back. We're going to talk about you know how the con was this, that, and the third. So we go up there. We're driving. Record. We make one pit stop. And and. I turn the little thing off, get back in the car, turn it back on, record. Same thing on the way home. Get home, all happy. Oh, man, this is going to be a funny episode. I don't remember what we talked about because you don't remember every single thing you said. You know some <laughs> funny, messed up stuff. Hook it in the computer to figure everything out. Nothing. I finally decide to look at all the, you know, you flip the thing over and it tells you, like, what on, off. And there's another thing that says record and save. And my stupid ass, every time we... Turn it instead of turning it or instead of saving it, I just turned it off. Yeah. I lost every lost everything. But I'm happy it happened because mm-hmm. it was a learning lesson. Yeah. And I'm like I learned from it. Other technical difficulty difficulties have happened over the years. Like I had shit, do, just, yeah. just a few months ago, I had about four or five episodes recorded and my computer decided to crash, so I lost all those. And now like my brother's my producer. He's been my producer for since the day one, and I since day one, mind you, 2017, man, of January. I always said I'll record an episode, save it, send it to him. I did not do that. I would always record a few episodes, save it, send it to him, and I've lost episodes here and there before. And I finally, after about I think I have like 80, 88 episodes out. After about 80 episodes, I finally started doing that. About 75, 80 episodes. Like all right, you know what? Save, send, save, send, and. You know, stuff like that happens. Yeah. And I'm telling you this. I'm sure you, as you know, that's going to happen. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much saying this for you and for people who are going to be listening to this episode. Don't let something like that deter you from your passion. Like, this is now, this is how really becoming a passion of mine, a hobby of mine. <laughs> Don't let it deter you from your passion because stuff like that's going to, there's always going to be bumps in the road, whether it's, you know, with movies, podcasting, whatever. And if there's something you really want to go after, you got to just keep fighting for it. And like I said, don't let that little stuff stop you from your goal because that's what's really going to build you and you learn from those things and you grow from those things. And they're funny stories at the end of the day. Like, I love telling that story because it's hilarious. Yeah. And then it's like, between that and then between losing episodes before, I mean, it's not funny that I lost the episodes, but it's the outcome. It's funny because I've lost episodes before and it happens again and I still, you know, it took me a while to just be like, okay, save and send. Save and, yeah. and now I know save and send. I mean, I knew from day one save and send. And, I'll say save. 
on multiple devices, like save on your computer, save on your hard drive, <laughs> shoot it to an email. And the funny thing is with this too, is the same thing that I'm saying now, my brother, he makes beats and stuff, right? And my, him and my cousins rap here and there. They used to rap a lot when they were younger. And they lost a lot of music because I would always tell them, like, yo, save it, buy an external hard drive, save it on that. And I was like, and also email it. They never yeah. did it. And they've lost some good, some good music. And I turned around and make a podcast and do the same damn thing. Yeah. I actually had a, I had an incident not too long ago uh, where I recorded something. Mm-hmm. Um, I lent somebody the SD card that I had it on. And they uh, forgot to take it out of their pocket before they washed their clothes. Oh. So that was it's unfortunate, but it happens. It does. And we, and we learn to uh, save stuff before you lend it out. Or don't lend it out. One yes. of the two. Yes. But definitely, yes, save it in multiple places and either don't yeah. lend it out or be like, look, man, um, I'll let you borrow this, but you need to get your own SD card. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But like what you were saying, you just got to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? um, don't let the fear of failure deter you from doing it. Just just go ahead and do it. And yeah, there's realize a, that you're going to fall on your face. Exactly. There's going to be the, feel of, the fear of failure and there's going to be Maybe more so with the um, making a movie than podcasting. I'm sure with podcasting it happens. I don't. I haven't heard any negativity of my podcast as far mm-hmm. as people don't like it. I, you can't care about that either way. Yeah. I mean, I get you want you want fans. You want you know you want the views. I want the listens. I want the views from my YouTube. But at the end of the day, whoever really wants to check it out is really going to check it out and enjoy yeah. it. And that's the pe- that's the people you want around listening to your stuff or watching your stuff. You don't, you know, it's, and don't look at the numbers. That's one thing I can say to podcasters and filmmakers just from a podcasting thing in general. Like when I first started this podcast, right, I would see like downloads like five, 10, 15. And I'm just like, oh man, I hope people start listening to it more. And now, I mean, I have close to 7,000, which isn't a shit ton, but I'm like, I'm nobody famous. I'm nobody big. So for me, that's cool. That's an accomplishment. But I don't even pay attention to the numbers. I don't. Yeah. Not that I don't care, because obviously you want it to grow. You want it to be huge. As far as podcasting goes, you would love it to be big enough to where companies are coming to you saying, look, I would love for you to, I would love some ad space on your podcast, and I'm going to pay you for it, which I have plenty of space for that, people. So, you know, start sending that. <laughs> but that's not, that's not why I do it. Like, I don't do it for money. I do it because I'm real passionate about it. I really love horror. I have a great time with it. I love meeting new horror fans. Again, like you, at ScareCon, that was cool. And I just, it's fun. Like, how can you not enjoy something like this? Just talking to random people about horror for hours. And it's, yeah. I look back at, like, as a kid, watching movies with my, my siblings and friends and stuff. And my mother come. why are you guys watching this stuff? Why are you guys, it's stupid. And now I'm like, look, mom actually doing something with it i'm really yeah. doing something with it it's like hey one day if i make money off of this if i make money off of this which i'm not doing it for that reason you really can't say i wasted my time <laughs> yeah it, like you said it really is just the fun of doing it um i had to recently learn like i i make things and sometimes get some pushback for it mm-hmm. um just from the, it, 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 you know i, I don't want to sound like complaining but every Exactly. Um, but um, you just kind of like 
this point, I'm just kind of making things that I would want to see, and hopefully other people would want to see that too. That's, you know, I respect that though. Like, the way I say that because you're a real horror fan, you have a passion for it, so it's like, you're not the only one, whatever you're trying to say, whatever you're trying to make as far as your movie, you're not the only one who's going to enjoy that movie. Yeah. Now, they're safe. There's a million people that watch it. Maybe only ten people like it, but those ten people are going to be your core fans, and those ten people are going to be the ones that say, "Let's see what he does next. Let's see what he does next." And as you keep growing, that fandom will grow. But as you keep growing, those same ten fans will be like, "Look, I have his movie when he started from here. I got to watch him grow, and he's all the way down here. He's all the way on this side of the ladder now, or this side of the table, whatever." And it's the same with it's similar with podcasting. Like when I first started this. Again, like I was saying, with the downloads and all that, wasn't that big, wasn't that great, but I just kept doing it because I was having so much fun. And you get better at it with repetition. Like, I've gotten better with interviewing and just keeping the conversation flowing from my first episode, which I recorded with friends and stuff, all the way up to, I'll say now. And I'm recording, you know, we met one time. And it's just, it's it's just so fun. And it's just, it's so free. It's like, yeah. it's one of these things where it's like, again, you don't look at it for a dollar amount. Don't look at this thing as a job. Or you're going to quit after a week. I did a podcasting panel and people were asking me, like, hey, do you make money off of this? And I was like, I wish. <laughs> no, I don't. It's one of the, And I told them, I was like, look, if you're getting into podcasting, do it because you want to do it. Do it because you're passionate about it. Do it because you want to have fun with it. And I was like, don't even go out. You don't have to go out there and get a bunch of equipment if you don't want to. You can get equipment. Or you can do it as, get a USB mic, get a pair of headphones. And just record on your computer. You can use your phone, record with some friends, and see how that goes for you. And just grow from that. And, hey, hit me up. I'll help. I love promoting people that are passionate about, you know, horror. So, if, And that's something I've been doing since, like, day one. Especially once I got a little bit more, I'm not going to say I'm well-known, but once I got a little bit more known with the horror fans in the community, with the, you know, Facebook groups and all that. I get, like, people send me screeners now, which I think is awesome. And they want us to, like, they'll have us review them without, like, all right. When, usually when we do a movie review, we stay away from movies in the theaters because we love spoiling movies. It's just how we do, how we review movies, talking about yeah, the movie sure. spoiling it. But it's usually an older movie. And then when we get screeners, they, I say, look, you don't want, what, do you, what don't you want us to talk about? Let's say, just please don't spoil it. Don't tell the end. Just kind of tell us what you thought about the movie. And we'll do that perfectly. We'll do that, too. Like, we'll. It's fine, I, and I respect that. I'm cool with that. Now it's cool that I've gotten a couple of people reaching out to me, not only to send us screeners, but to just be on here for an interview because they've heard, hey, I know what you do for the independent horror community just because you know, I hear you're so passionate about horror and you really try to help promote. And I'm like, yeah, send it on over. Let me know. Let's do it. Let's set it up. And I, I'm never going to stop doing that. <clears throat> and I just I find it. it's just fun. It's rewarding. And then... It helps, it helps each other out, because, like, say you send me a screener, for example. I'm going to talk about it. Someone else is going to listen to the episode. They're going to want to see that movie. Once it comes out, like, oh, I heard some good things. Good or bad, they're going to be like, hey, I heard some good things about this movie. I want to check it out. I heard it on this podcast. I want to check out this guy's work. I want to check out more Tom's yeah. work. And then on your end, people will be listening to the episode, like, oh, wow, this was a good interview with Tom. Who did, oh, Horror Research 30? I want to check out more of his episodes. And I'm... That's how I try to work with people. And people, I don't think people always see it like that. People try to see, especially with, not all podcasts, but I know with some podcasts, and I don't know any off the top, but, and you can even say with, with film. People try to make it a competition instead of like a big team effort. I'll promote your stuff 
or whatever. It's say me and your podcast. I'll, I'll promote your podcast. You promote mine. Me and you are filmmakers. I'll promote your film. You, you know, you promote mine. Give you some pointers here and there and vice versa. And it just, it would help the whole community grow if everybody worked like that. But not, I'm not saying not a lot of, a lot of people do, but not everybody works like that. A lot of people are out for themselves. And then that's where you shoot yourself in the foot because that's when people are like, well, you know, I heard you on such and such, or I, you know, so-and-so he does this, that, and the third. He's, you really don't want to work with him. You, yeah. you know, you want to stay away from that guy. But this guy over here, this guy over here, you don't want to work with. He has a lot of people that know about him, that know him. Like, he has a big name, but you don't want to work with him. But this guy, this small guy over here, he really enjoys it. He tries to help everybody he can. This is who you should work with. This is who you should tag yourself along with. And yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's so freaking fun, though. It's yeah, so the, fun. The best advice I ever got, because um, I've worked on a couple, like, TV shows and stuff, just like PAing. Um, mm-hmm. in the local area um, in New York and um, I was I was talking to a colleague and they were, I was like how do I get more jobs mm-hmm. and they looked at me and they said you don't have to be the best at what you do you can, you can be pretty mediocre actually mm-hmm. you just have to be the nicest one there like people don't want to work with like assholes Not it's at just all. They don't, they don't, even if they're the best at what they do, nobody, nobody wants to feel like, I don't know, they're a wrestler or something. Yeah. Um, so go in the work, be positive about it. If you're going to, if you're going to be the person that runs and gets coffee, get the best damn cup of coffee that you can get. With a smile on your face. With a smile on your face. Absolutely. Um, and just be there for whatever people need. And help people. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really it. You're right. And I would say another thing I would say is, don't be afraid. Of, don't be afraid or offended by the word no. Yeah. And I go by that. Like for me, for example, like if I reach out to people as far as listening to the podcast or coming on the podcast, they say they're not interested. That's fine. Like I'm not yeah. mad about it. I, I don't not care. Like I, I'm not gonna say I don't care. I, I, I guess I don't. Like I don't care. I would like somebody to listen to it. I'd like people to come on, but it's not going to hurt my feelings. It's not going to offend me. It doesn't bother me at all if they say no. Okay, cool, fine. Thank you for your time. And at the same time, I feel with some, I'm not going to say with all, but with some people that have said no, maybe they just feel like as far as my podcast goes, hey, this guy, he doesn't have the uh, the backing I have or like the back, or as far as like, you know, the fans I have, the amount maybe, or he doesn't have the, but if he gets, once he gets to this scale, I'd work with him. Maybe that's what some people think. I have, again, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. And either way, that doesn't bother me. Because if somebody that said no to me before came back to me, say a year or two later, like, hey, I've seen how much you've grown over there. So I'd like to work with you. Okay, cool. Now, you might, now, at the same time, people that have been working with me since day one or that just say yes right away, those people will always be first in line. So if you're like, no, and then you wait a few years and, yeah, you'll be in line, but you'll be towards the back of the line because I'm going to have yeah. people that really, really, you know, that are just like, hey, working with the little guy, whatever. But, I'm again, I don't get offended by it. I'm just like, hey, you know, I understand it could be, quote, unquote, business. And I'm thinking the same thing. Hey, look, these people these people stuck by me from day one or day whatever, from day one from when I started talking to them. So these will always be first in line. And then you people that said no or, you know, we'll see. Okay, well, I'm not going to say no or we'll see. I'll say, yeah, but, look. You're gonna have to wait till here because this these guys are lined up here. Oh well, and if they were like, oh well, you know, I'm more known than them. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, 
that's fine. I don't care because these guys, you know, they're ready. They were ready since yeah. day one. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. With putting yourself out there like this, like what we do, um, you, get re- you get a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten into a couple film festivals, gotten rejected by way more than I've gotten into. Um, and that's okay. Um, because the people that wanted a close call, which is what I put into festivals, the people that wanted that in their program, they got it. So exactly, it worked. Exactly. And it's like, you learn from it too. Like there's, there's some things where it's just like, okay, well, if I like, I'd rather have, I mean, again, like I, I haven't, honestly, I haven't had a lot of no's. I've had a lot of people that'll say that have been interested. They'll come on and it's just a matter of time of us setting up a time. I've had, um, or just a lot of people just want to listen to it, which is fine too. Either way, either listen or come on. Because the way I do it is any horror fan is welcome to come on here and discuss horror. Any film, you know, any horror fan, they can discuss horror. I don't care if you have another podcast. I don't care if you have a horror podcast. I don't care if you're doing a horror movie. If you want to come on here and talk horror, cool. And then if you want to promote whatever you're doing, cool. That's what this is for. It's all about us growing and expanding. It's I just wish everybody worked like that. Yeah. I wish, I wish everybody felt the need to help other people. Uh, like, I feel like you and I feel, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, man, it's it's so fun. Like I know I keep saying it, but I just have so much freaking fun with it. Like, I can't wait to see what's next in the chapter of this whole horror podcasting thing. Yeah. A year, like I say, a year down the road, six months down the road even. Even to, you know, just who I'm going to rub elbows with and just connect with and grow with with this. And I I really can't wait to see what you're going to do, man. I'm real excited for that. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. Um, Maybe maybe one day we'll we'll, uh, look back at this and uh, from our our, uh, phones or whatever. Yep. Yeah, remember that? I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of my school's computer lab right now and, you know, just empty room it doesn't maybe one day it'll be a mansion but i'm holding my breath on it hey man now that's see now that right there is cool though because you you're in your computer lab coming on to do a podcast to help get your name out there promote yourself and have a good time talk about horror and you're like you didn't make an excuse like oh well i don't have a computer you know i don't have a computer or i don't have a private room to record in or whatever it's like talking i'm just gonna go to the computer lab and record (laughs) yeah Nobody's walked in yet, so that's good. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's that's cool though. The school doesn't mind you guys doing stuff like that. Too much. I don't know. I didn't, it's it's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. So good, good answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't mind. You're not doing anything bad. You're not doing anything wrong. I'm sure they wouldn't mind no. too much. And you're talking about films. So It'll hey, be fine. You're doing homework. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is academic. It is. It is. It is in a lot of ways, though. That's not a joke. And, I mean, I guess you can look at it as another thing would be, say you make movies and people want to interview you, it's a practice interview with that. So, hey, look. This is yeah. this is all academic. Networking. Boom. Yes, networking exactly. is a very important, huge thing in any type of business. I don't care if you're doing film, podcasting. I don't care if you're, whatever type of job you're doing, networking is very, very important because you Absolutely. never know who you're going to run into. You never know who you're going to talk to that can get you into that position you'd really want to get in or get you. Yep. And being an asshole isn't going to get you there. No, no absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. Unless you already have the money and stuff, then I guess it's a little bit different then when you're on top already. But as far as climbing that ladder, being an asshole, that's really not going to... Don't burn bridges. Yeah. No, absolutely don't. And don't, don't step on people. Because, like, the people, that you, the people that you step on on your way up are the people that are gonna, you're going to see on your way back down. So You're right. And as they're going up that ladder, like, hey, man, I, yeah. I told you, you just had to do this, and we would have been moving up together, but you had to be... <laughs> Man, you're yeah. going back downstairs. It's just a lot easier to climb it together, so. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's, oh, I, shit, man. I can't wait to see what you do, though. Like, I'm real excited because I can tell you're a big fan, and you were real active in that panel as far as asking a bunch of questions and everything. But not just to Ron, but to me, too, which I thought was cool. I'm like, this guy's a film guy, but you're asking the podcaster stuff, too. I was like, that, this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I wouldn't be opposed to podcasting. <laughs> It's, you know what I mean? It's fun, man. It really and anything is. Anything and everything. And, and it's just... It can be... I don't want to say a lot of work in a sense. It, it can and it can't be because it's just... As far as getting interviews, setting stuff up, setting times up and schedules, as I'm sure it's the same with film, it, it can be time-consuming, but in a good way. Yeah. And, hey, whatever you want to do, man, I say go ahead and go for it. Yeah. You know... Right now, we're, we're doing film. Uh, I do have some things up, like online, if you, if you want to hear about them. Oh, uh, definitely. Right now, my, my YouTube channel uh, that I work with, we just post everything on there. I work with a bunch of different people on it. It's called the Flying Turkey Network. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three horror shorts on there right now. It's a mix of stuff. It's just literally everything. Okay. Um, horror-wise, we have three... Um, one called The Long Walk, which um, I made my sophomore year of college for, as a final project for uh, my first like introduction film class, um, which is just about a person um, walking back to their dorm room after studying mm-hmm. all night, and like some weird stuff happens. They they are opening doors that are leading to places that they're not supposed to lead to and stuff. All the while, they're getting stalked by this person, and you're not quite sure what's actually going on. Um, and then we have Close Call, which I talked about already, which is like um, kind of a twist on the home invasion mm-hmm. um, idea. And then I have uh, The Price of Fame, which is our longest one. It's clocks in about a half hour. Okay. Um, and that is about a... YouTube blogger who is not uh, not doing well, uh, not getting the views he wants, so he starts to uh, make snuff and kill people mm-hmm. on camera um, for views, and it's it works. Um, he gets very famous through it. So wow, um, I'm definitely going back to check those out. I'm actually yeah. gonna, I'll post it on my group too. Are you on Facebook? Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, my Facebook group and page have the same exact, the Horror Research 30 name, if you want to join those, and feel free, uh, the, the Horror Research 30 group, feel free to share anything horror-related, promote yourself in there and all that. The page is more for the podcast promoting, but the mm-hmm. group, any funny memes, anything, go in there, so definitely sure. check those out, and like I said, post your YouTube in there, all that stuff, and yeah, man, there's a... I. I've had a few independent directors in here that I'm definitely going to let them know about you. <laughs> Because that would be great networking. See? Yes, yes. Full circle. 
you're in film school, you really have a passion for it, and hey, man, I, there's yeah. a few directors, there's a few, few indie actresses and actors too, I believe. I'll have to go through and check again, but I'm definitely gonna let them know about you <clears throat> and try to, you know, network, get that out there. Yeah, I would appreciate that greatly. So. Oh, definitely, man. Don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Shoot them some emails or hit them up on Facebook, one or the other, and let them know. Yeah. And I'm actually, one of my co-hosts, one of my newer co-hosts, I'm going to talk to him, and I'll see if he wants to check out those your three shorts you were telling us about, maybe review those. Yeah. And let you know about that, because that would be yeah. fun. I'd love to hear what you think. I will let you know. And, like, the way the way I do, um, I was talking to this guy about this yesterday, the way I try to do as far as, like, indie films and fan films, if I like them or not, I try to point out the positives with them instead of, like, bashing it. I'll still give it an honest rating. Like, my, I do a 1 to 10 rating. But, I mean, as far as, like, say if it's an industry movie or just a bigger movie in general, like on Netflix or whatever, those, I'm going to let you know how I really feel about it. Like, that, there's no holding back, like, I'll give you an example. Tales from the Hood Part 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Not it, a fan. No. It's one of those movies where, like, well, I, I, I'm going to say it. I hated it. Okay. <laughs> I, re- I reviewed it with my brother, and we, he, I, I hopped on his uh, rating. He gave it a negative 13. Wow. And the reason why he gave it a negative 13 was because the original one from the time I reviewed the movie came out 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's 13 years of them. And I think what really bothered us, I mean, the stories weren't that great. And um, it was like the same director and producer. I believe yeah. it was the same director and producer of the original one. I'm like, you guys couldn't do better than this? Mm-hmm. You should have just gave this to Jordan Peele if you're going to bring it back. Just do that. He would have <laughs> did a great job with this. Doing it with candy can, so. Oh, man, I cannot. That's going to be good. Super I'm excited about it. Me too. I think it's going to be really good. I, I I love his style. I love. I did not watch us yet. I need to watch that. But I just love his his mind, and it's a fr- it's a fresh idea for horror. Some people will mm-hmm. call it horror, like you're saying, they'll call it a thriller and all this, but no, it's horror. Yeah, and absolutely. It's fresh. It's refreshing. It's new. I mean, I know the Candyman thing. It's I don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot or whatever it is, but. His fr- his mind, his ideas on a story, which I <clears throat> here's another thing I like about some newer directors. I'll say is if they if they're passionate about horror, even if they do a remake of a movie, they'll put their vision on it, but they won't twist the story up too much. Like I, I don't like when people. I don't like when um I can't think of an example right now, unfortunately. I don't like when people come into horror and say to do a, a popular remake because they know us fans are gonna go watch it. Just for a money grab. Like if you're not if you're not yeah. a fan of horror, if you didn't grow up watching horror, especially a movie you're gonna remake. Like if you're say you come in to remake Halloween or whatever, you've never seen a Halloween movie, you shouldn't even be allowed to touch it. Yeah. You should have to know the, yes. the story, you should have to know the background. Even if you change some things up, don't touch those movies. Make yeah. your own I've... make your own movie if you're gonna do if you wanna come into horror and do something, do your own idea. I'm not saying yeah. now. Do that either way, but again, if you want to remake a movie, I feel like you should have to do your homework on that movie. You should have to watch. You haven't seen it ever? Sit your ass down and watch every single one of those movies multiple times, and yes. then do what you want. You know, then try something. Don't just oh, this movie's popular. I seen how it made this much movie. Hey, let's bring back um Christine for. I love that freaking movie. Let's bring back Christine. I've never seen it, but let's bring this back because it's yeah. a Stephen King thing. Never seen it. Never read the book. Just. You know, I seen the car at a toy store. 
let's do this. I just, you know, I, I read some things on YouTube or on Google and I watched a YouTube video about it. Yeah. I'm ready. Don't do the that. Thing, the thing with Candyman, though, is I, just everything I've heard with Jordan Peele, I feel like he really is a huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, I also heard, I think, Tony Todd's coming back. Yes. I believe um, he is. At first they were saying he wasn't, but now I believe he's going to be a part of that movie, which... Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do, because... I... I don't know. Because I... I wouldn't... Because at first, I guess somebody else was supposed to be playing Candyman. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure. And this is one of those things where, like, if they passed, quote-unquote, passed the torch to somebody, I wouldn't be mad at that if Tony Todd was the one passing the torch in the movie somehow... He gives it to a younger person, whatever, a younger being that becomes Candyman. I'm cool with that. But if they were just to start, I mean, if they were just to start it all over, I would watch it, especially because Jordan Peele's behind it. My biggest thing, though, man, the look of Candyman, fine. You can do the hook. You can get a black guy and you can do the hook hand. You can do the ugly jacket. The voice is iconic. That's just, you cannot change that. It's like, it's same with Robert Englund and um, Freddy Krueger. A lot of people bash the movie, myself included, the, the remake, because the look and the voice. And my brother pointed out that the, as far as the look, he looked like a burn. He looked like he was really burned versus the original. But we're so used to the original that it's like, look, this, this is this, this isn't right to me. Yeah, I, absolutely. And with Candyman, I feel like the look. I mean, if he has the icon, the hook and the jacket, maybe even a newer jacket, who knows? But the jacket, let's say. It would be the voice that would throw everybody off the most. Mm-hmm. That would just bother people. Like with Jason, you had plenty of different actors doing that. Michael Myers, you had a few different actors doing that. And I feel like they all did a great job. You might have liked some better than others. I feel like they all did a great job, but there's no speaking. So it's not yeah. like I'm used to this voice. And even, I'm sure some people can kind of copy Tony Todd's voice, but it's still like that. You're not going to get that exact voice. You're not going to get that exact sound. And that is what would... That's what would bother us as horror fans. I know we're, we watch anything and everything, but there's certain things that you just... When you do our remakes with certain things, there's like certain rules you have to live by, you have to follow. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I trust I trust Peel. Me too. Oh, someone's playing. Someone's coming. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do, though. I, I trust them. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. I'm not going to say it's going to work out, but I have faith that it, that it probably will. I do too. I really do too. And like you said, he's a he said he was a fan of it, and it's just a matter of seeing what he does with it. When's it supposed to come out? I don't know if they have a date for it yet. Um, I, I, maybe twenty twenty one, something like that. Not quite sure. What did you? Um, now this is a completely different movie. Did you watch the Terrifier movie? You know, I haven't. Um, it was. I was going to watch it at Scarecon, but they, uh, that was at the same time as the panel I met you on. Oh, okay. um, I know of Terrifier. I actually have a VHS copy of Terrifier. There's a, there's a company um, that puts new horror movies on VHS That's awesome. that I absolutely love. That's um, awesome. And they had a limited run of Terrifier, and I was like, ah, I have to pick that up. That's awesome. Uh, I hear Terrifier is very gory. Very. Um, there's a there's a very iconic kill in this movie where I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be one of your top, I'll say top 10 kills of all time. I'd love to hear that. Hands I'm really looking forward to watching it. I just don't have a, a VHS player with me currently. So. Yeah, 
Do you have Netflix? I do. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Perfect. And it's it's like I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but I'll say we'll say this. As you know with horror, especially with slashers, they don't always have the best or deepest stories. This is one of those. Sure. But when you watch David Howard Thornton perform as Art the Clown, it's a masterpiece, man. Like it's really yeah. amazing what this guy can do. And um I'll say this right now too. I've said this before, but I'll tell you, he's my second favorite slasher. Really? Out of all the years that I've been watching horror, like I like, I enjoy that so much. He's never nobody's ever gonna surpass Jason. I'm sorry, I, I'm, not, I'm really not sorry about that. But <laughs> he's my second favorite slasher, and it's just I'm so happy that they're gonna be doing three movies. Oh really? Which I one? knew there was a sequel coming out. I didn't know they were doing another yeah. a third one. They actually announced it on. Um, actually, I'm gonna. It's not really breaking news because it's been broken. But they, my brother, did a panel. He was on the Terrifier panel when I was doing... I forgot what panel I was doing. I think Podcasting 101 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he did the Terrifier panel. And with the keto, with the whole cast up there. And they told him there's going to be three movies. There's going to be three movie little thing. And there's going to be a... Um, Felissa Rose is going to be in the movie. I, I heard about that, yeah. And, I, and that's... The cool thing about that is like they announced it there. Like, that was the first time them announcing it to the public. And I was like, that's so awesome. I was talking to my brother, yo, you got to be on this freaking panel where they announced this. My wife recorded it on Facebook Live. I was like, that's, that's real. Like, that, because the cool thing about, like, we go home, you know, he flew back out to Colorado to go home. And then, like, that next week, you see it all over the internet. Not the, not the panel, but as far as, like, you know. In the, yeah, the news. In the, yeah, Felissa Rose is going to be in Terrifier too, And I'm like. I already knew about this. Yeah. This is a, like it's so cool to get that ex, just to get that inside scoop. Yeah. Before a lot of people get that inside scoop, I actually she told us. I think she said something about it that Friday night too, because the panel was Saturday. I think she said something about us that Friday night at the VIP party that they announced that they said something like to the people in the VIP party, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And I know they did. And then obviously on the panel again, I'm just like that's that's so freaking cool. Like that right there alone. To me, it's worth going to sit in on a panel, go to a con to sit in on a panel to hear something like that that you're not going to hear, or that the, that you'll hear before others. I think that's cool that you get an yeah. opportunity to hear stuff before others, and I'm just like that. When I heard that, because I didn't, I was like, that's awesome. And then they announced it, like they announced it, announced it on the panel. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, and shit. It's just, it's crazy that she's going to be in it. It's really that's two icons right yeah. there. Because I, you know, I'm, I haven't seen the movie yet, but Art the Clown is a is very much a horror icon now. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and, you know, um, Sleepaway Camp, also. Yes. Very iconic. Just, so it's having those two people on screen together. Yep. It's good stuff. I, after you watch that movie, I want to, I want to know your take on the movie. Even if you post it in the group, just look what you thought about Terrifier, because I think, right. I really think you're going to enjoy it. You're going to laugh. You're going to see some awesome kills. You're going to see a lot of blood. And you're just... It's... Just just wait and see, man. Like, I... I, I know I can watch it on Netflix. I have Netflix. But I freaking bought the... Uh, the steel box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. to. I didn't get it signed, though. Because I already... I When I went there, I got it. I got their autographs. Like, I went to most of their tables. I mean, I got everybody's autographs. I went to most of their tables, got their autographs. Got, the, got a picture signed. I get to the director's autograph. He had this cool ass poster my wife was like 
you should get this signed by everybody. So I went back around and got their autographs again. Like, I think I got, uh, I can't think of their name. I know I got David's autograph and Jenna's autograph. I think it was those two. And I want to say maybe one more person, I think. But maybe not. I don't remember. I have him put away somewhere. And then I went back with the poster. My wife went back, well, went back with the poster and got their autographs again. And I got the other guy's autographs. Like, it was, it was cool. Yeah. The whole cat, like, well, the majority of the cast was, I think it was like one or two people that weren't, but the majority of the, you don't really get that too much. And that was like, they said that was the first time that they were all together at a con. And I made the most of it. <laughs> Add some yeah. fun. That's actually really cool. That some, like one of the first time say, I'll came together for that. Yeah, some nice, really cool people. And I will say this, for those of you who are 21 and older that go to horror conventions, if you can afford it, and if you're staying there for the weekend, definitely do the VIP thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's worth it. Just, even if you... Say you're 21, obviously, and you're you don't drink. It's just cool just going in and rub elbows with these people because they're so yeah. friendly. They loosen up, and they're just very. They talk to you. They pictures, all that good stuff. You just have a good time with not only the celebrities but other horror fans. Mm-hmm. And if you do drink, you can have a drink with some celebrities and have a good time doing it. And believe me, I did. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like a great time. I, I did not go to the VIP uh, party. Just because uh, it was a little more expensive. Yeah. I'm a college student, so. No, I trust me. I understand, but that's why I said if you if you can if you're someone who can you know you can afford it, do it. If you know you yeah. can afford it, it's worth the experience. And it's oh man, it was it was such a great freaking time. Like it's hell. Now, are you going to ScareCon again next year or? Uh, if I'm still around, yeah, probably. Yeah. Have you been? To, is that your first time going, or have you been it's to the other? First time, yeah. Okay, okay. Have now is that your first horror convention in general? Yeah, I, yeah. That's awesome. That's it's good. Probably the first like convention I ever went to. And you made the right choice, man. Like, yeah. You know, it's funny. Is like, oh, this is like my fifth or sixth time going to Scarecon. I think. I didn't know about my my wife actually looked into it looking online where to find out about horror conventions and then she told us about Scarecon and all this stuff because we do like comic cons here and there, but I didn't I never knew that there was a convention just for horror and once I found that out I was like this is freaking amazing and yeah on the way to um, Scarecon that weekend that Friday I got a message from my guy his name is Joe I can't I'm gonna butcher his last name because I always do Joe Mag- Maganero I believe. Mm-hmm. He has a pod, a podcast called uh, the Horror Squad Podcast. Definitely check them out. They're on Spotify and Podbean and all that good stuff. He has a horror group called Joe's House of Horror. But he's he's emceeing a, um, a con in Connecticut called Wicked Weekend. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Hey man, he's like, I can get you. A, I can probably get you a table. You should do. He said you should definitely do VIP. But I can definitely get you a table and a pa- and two media passes if you want to come to this con. I talked to my wife about it, so we're going to that. That's December sixth, seventh, and eighth. Oh, that's really cool. And I'm not on any panels this time, which is great because I can be yeah. at my table a lot. I mean, I'm, I don't know how my spending, how my funds are going to be. I'm hoping I have enough money to get a few autographs and buy some cool shit. But I'll be able to network and be at my table a lot recording. And then we did the, you know, it was 150 for the VIP, but it's for two, two. It's buy one, buy one get one, but you know, pretty much 75 a piece. Mm-hmm. And that was till October 30th, I believe. But anyway, it's the cast, not the cast, the celebrities list that's going to be there, man, is freaking, 
I'm going to have to send it to you. It's freaking nuts. I can't remember. I know Kane Hodder's going to be there. Classic. And I've met Great. him one time. I met him one time in New Jersey a couple years ago at Monster Mania. Hilarious. Such a nice guy. Yeah, I've heard he's a really nice guy. Quick story with this. So my brother that was there at the con with me this time, um, he, he didn't go to this con because at the time um, my nephew was just born a few months ahead. So, you know, he couldn't go. So I sent, it was me and my wife and kids, and he sent us with some money to go, you know, get him some autographs. So I'm in line, I'm in Kane Hodder's line, and I'm texting him like, hey, I was like, what do you want? Do you want a picture or a machete or what? What do you want signed? So he calls me. He's like, uh, he he pauses for a minute. He, like, he doesn't respond, so I call him. I'm like, yo, what do you, what do you want signed? I'm, you know, I'm close, getting closer and closer to the front. He's like, he's like, I want a machete sign, but I don't know what I want him to say on it. I was like, what are you talking about? He had no lines. What do you mean? And he forgot. He was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's like, well, just get a machete sign for me. Just personalize it to him. So I did that. So I get to the front of the line, right? Uh, we both got machete sign or whatever, but this, I swear to you, this this sounds like a lie, but it's not. And I have, If I can find a picture, I'll have to share it again on Facebook. I'm sure my wife can find it. But Bam Margera comes in like because it was in a hotel like this past convention but he comes in from out from like outside into the convention room we're in and Kane, i as he's coming in i get to the front of the line kane's like can you please hang on give me like two minutes i want to go over there and choke bam i was like yeah of course so he goes over there of course everybody's taking pictures my wife took pictures and he chokes he talks to bam for a minute and chokes him and comes back talks to me i get choked and he signs the machetes for me and just I talked to him a, li- a little bit because there's people in his line, but I'll be able to. T- I hope I get this chance to talk to him some more, like really get to yeah. talk to him. And one more funny thing, I went to the bathroom later on this day. Had to take a number two. That's not important. I get- <sighs> Kane Hodder comes into the bathroom, and I don't know if he was really standing. I don't know if he was really standing next to a guy at the urinal or not, but. <laughs> He was like, wow, nice cock. I started dying. I was just like, wow, that's fucking hilarious. Like, I laughed. And when I got in the bathroom and stuff, washed my hands, whatever, the first thing I did was call my brother and tell him about it. I was like, and he was dying. And then I was like, what do you do in that situation? I was like, if if, if Kane Hodder says that to you at the urinal, mind you, more than likely he probably wasn't even looking. What do you say? Like, do you say thank you? <laughs> I, I guess. That's my one question. And then my second question is, do you tell anybody? And my brother was like, yeah. He's like, what? Yeah, he was like, he was like it's Kane Hodder. He was like, he was like it's... And it, no offense to the LGBTQ community, because this was all jokes. He's like, no, he's like, it's Kane Hodder, so it's not gay. <laughs> and my one friend was like, he was like, shit, I'll whip it out and have him sign it. <laughs> I was just like, wow. But it's just, it's stuff like that, though, that you get at cons that you don't really get anywhere else. It's just the interaction with these people, and they're, they're people at the end of the day. Like I think we forget. Sometimes you forget that as a horror fan. Like they're people at the end of the day. They laugh like us and all this other stuff. And I love how I'll say ninety nine percent of the time that I've been to cons, I've had a few people that you could tell they really didn't want to be there. But mm-hmm. I love how humble they are. How they thank us as fans. Like hey, if it wasn't for you fans, we wouldn't be here where we're at. And I have, I'll, I'll flip it back and say, well, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't even be here where we're at as horror fans because it wouldn't exist. It's yeah. I, one hand washes the other, and that it's just, I I love it, man. It's oh, 
it's again it's one of those things where like i said if you can afford the vip definitely do it or if you can afford to just go to the con definitely experience any horror convention you can go to wherever you're at if you have the money to go and i will say if you can if there's an item there that you really really want let me see if i can reach this you need to get it if you can afford it give me one second Because I was at Scaricon a few years ago. It was at Turning Stone up near Syracuse. And mm-hmm. there was a Pamela Voorhees figure in box. Box was a little dinged up. Not a big deal. They wanted like 80 or $90 for it. I had the money. I could afford to get it. I kept walking around, walking around, walking around, buying other stuff. Ended up running out of money. And I haven't seen that figure since. As far as yeah. like the cons, you see it online for hundreds of dollars. And I'm just like, why the hell didn't I get it? Which brings you to this year's con. As I told you a little while ago, Friday the 13th Part 7 is my favorite one. My wife was at a table and she was just like, hey, come over here and look at these figures and stuff. And they had they had a bunch of Jason figures. They had Michael Myers, Jason. And I seen the... Oh, what one was it? I don't know if it was Part 3 or Part 4. I forgot which one it was. That's the one I seen at first. I was like, oh. She was like, oh, do you want this one? I was like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. And then I seen Part 7. And I was like, I have to get this one. I was like, you know... And she was like, this... You know, it's the one, you know, you know, the 12-inch figure that people are, like, putting fish tanks and all that now? Mm-hmm. We were looking for that for years. And it would be, like, up to, like, two or $300 on eBay. But I ended up getting this one. <laughs> for 100 bucks, man. Yeah. And, I mean, the freaking detail. Look at this. The detail. Wow. I was just, like. And then it has one of those little. Let me set the mask down for a second. Like, the switch in the back. And I was yeah. like, I can't let this one slip away. I cannot. No. It was the last one. It was the only one. If I let this go, I would, I would be really pissed off right at myself yeah. right now. Regret it for the rest of your life. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, it's just a toy. It's just a thing. No, no, it's a lot more than that. It's Jason Voorhees. Yeah, absolutely. And then it came. I dropped it, but it came with the machete. And it came with this, but I don't remember this being in part seven. But I even looked the figure up like online, and it was with the figure. Mm. Little hard. I don't. I remember I don't all I remember, that either. But no, I remember part. Remember part three where he had yeah, the you, gun and he shot the girl in the eye with something like this. Yeah. But it came with it, and it came with the you know it really came with the figure. So I was like, well, shit, yeah. But that was. That's my advice to horror fans right there, including yourself. If you go to a con, there's something you want, and you know you can afford it. And especially if it's something you know, like that thing online in box, well, like four or five hundred bucks if you try to get it off eBay. Between three and five, I'll say. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely, you have to take advantage of those things. And we also got, like, I got the Christine car. We got the Nightmare on Elm Street car with the... Uh, Actually, you're going to appreciate this. I'll show you the Nightmare on Elm Street car after this with the Christine car. The yeah. haunted one with the black windows. I wish mm-hmm. it was I wish it was the same size as the car I'm about to show you, but I still love it. I love that freaking movie. But I love cars, too. This right here? Oh, yeah. That's that's nice stuff. And then my, my brother's a Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Like That's his favorite. Like he said at the panel. He was pointing out that this glove is from the remake. Right here? It, yeah. And he was like, like as soon as he seen the box, he was like, "Look, there's two. The, the cool thing about this was there's two of these left, 
He grabbed one, and my wife is a Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Like, that's her favorite as far as mm-hmm. the slasher types go. So he showed her, and she's like, where'd you get that from? Well, where'd you get that from? He's like, it's over there. He's like, the guy has one left. She's like, and she went and got it. And then she grabbed the Christine one for me. It was, and it was the only one there. And the cool thing, the cool slash funny thing about it is, so I, I think, I don't know if somebody wanted both of these cars, the Christine and the Freddy, or just the Freddy. I forgot which one they wanted, but they came back around to come buy it, and we had just bought it like two minutes, <laughs> two minutes after they had came back around. So it's... Yeah. Didn't click on that draw. Well, it was one of those things where I guess they were walking around saying, you know, what else they wanted to get. Same thing I did with the panel of warriors thing, and then they came back and it was gone. I'm just like, oh man, that was awesome. Yeah, awesome man. It's you got to go get those things. <laughs> if you could forget, yeah. if you could afford it, and you're a fan, you got to get them. And then it'd be cool. Like that's I'm never gonna take these out of the box. There's no point. No, absolutely not. There's no point at all. It's one of those things. Maybe if I had the money and had maybe a second or third one, then maybe I'll take it out the box and do cool things with it. But no, that's not getting open at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, as you can see, I have a green screen behind me now. I do use that from time to time on my YouTube videos. I'm still learning with that. Do you know mm-hmm. a lot about this stuff? Green screening? and Green screens? Yeah. Yeah, what do you want to know? Oh, Damn. I don't even know where to start. That might have to be like a, just a regular Skype chat video where you can <laughs> help me out with that. And I have another question for you. Do you know anything about like, are you a gamer at all? Uh, yeah. Do you know anything about streaming much? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, what, what platform are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, OB, you know OBS software? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I definitely have some questions for you then because okay. I want to actually this this really has something to do with the podcast with the OBS thing because there's a way with either Discord which I haven't used yet I have a Discord I just haven't used it or Skype mm-hmm. where you can put everything into the OBS and you know what I mean so like all, so say say it's me you and my brother recording right now yeah. we'd all be in the OBS thing like all of our screens in there on my end I. Still haven't figured that out yet. I've watched YouTube videos and everything. I'm just like, this is difficult as hell. Uh-huh. And I've been trying to find somebody that knows about this stuff. And Well, let me look into... I've done a little streaming on, like, Twitch and stuff with OBS. Um, send me what you're trying to do. And I can tell you if I know how to do it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're busy or not, but maybe after the interview, I can try to we can discuss it more so we don't bore people with this nerdy, awesome technology stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I've been because like I want to excuse me, I want to do that. Pretty much, I'll throw this idea out there for everybody. Now you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait till we're done recording. I'll tell you why I want to do it. Because okay, yeah. But um, shit, man, <laughs> this is a fun yeah. interview. And I can't, like I said, I really can't wait to see what you do in the future. I definitely want you on this podcast a lot more, keeping us all up to date on what's going on with the filming and everything else, and just to break the review of movie, mm-hmm. break down a movie. Yeah, I'd love to come back on anytime. You let me know. Yeah. Um, love to review something. That'd be great. And uh, thank you for having me. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. I'll say, if you have a movie on the top, tip of your tongue, top of your head right now, throw it out there and we could do it. We'll be on the. I know. If you don't, it's. I get it. <laughs> to review? Yeah. I don't know, man. What, what have you reviewed? I 
would say you'd be. I can't even remember everything I reviewed. You'd be better off throwing a movie out there and I just say yes or no to it. I haven't done any Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't think. Oh, we have Nightmare on Elm Street. But we are playing. Oh, I'll tell you about that after. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, there's like a. a We've done a lot of movies, and then we've done like a lot of random horror episodes, just talking horror. Game, that includes gaming and all that. What system are you on? Uh, I have with. I only have the online for my Xbox. Uh, PS4, man. I have a PS4. I don't subscribe to the uh, the service. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say because there's me, my brother Henry, my cousin Jeff, and our friend Matt. We'll play like we all have PS4, so we'll play World War Z a lot online or uh that's like the main one we've been playing lately there's a few other games and there's another game i forgot what it's called we were going to get oh, damn i forgot what, damn that doesn't even help yeah but did you did you like the friday the 13th game that's another one we, i haven't played it in a while but it's a fun game it is a fun game it's unfortunate that with the rights and everything it's i i, I, I think they stopped supporting they're yeah. not updating it anymore if I recall. Yep. All they, they're not adding any new content. I think all they'll do, if anything, now I haven't played it in a while. Is like fix the bugs, but there's no new updates, which sucks. Yeah. Because they're gonna have the freaking um, Jason X. Yeah, they were gonna add the map and everything. And, yeah, it's unfortunate. Fun beyond that, that shit. Hopefully that gets sorted out. Too, I know. I would love mean, for that to get resolved, and I would love yeah. to see another Friday the Thirteenth on the big screen. And I'd love for them to either continue on with that game or make another one. Yeah, but I guess time will tell. So yes, yes. It's oh man, I'm so <laughs> that that right there. It's it just sucks, and I get it. It's it's one of those things, bro. Like I don't know behind. Like I'm not gonna bash. Was it Victor Miller and um, not Tom Savini? Oh, I forgot the other guy's name. Drawing a blank with that, but I'm not gonna bash either one of them because I feel like if somebody feels they should be paid and compensated for whatever then mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the franchise. I want them to get their shit together and get it all solved. At the same time, I'm not going to say, you know, fuck you to Victor or fuck you to Sean Cunningham. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. whatever you feel you deserve for putting out an amazing project, you should get what you feel you deserve. You should get that, what you're compensated. But let's get it done, please. For yeah, horror make it happen. Hurry up. <laughs> I don't even know who, who has it now. Paramount? No, not Paramount. Who has it? Nobody, like, actually... Who was the last person? Who made the remake? What company put that out? Was it New Line? No, I think New Line was done by then. Or maybe they weren't, but... I thought it was either New Line or Paramount. I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. I'd have to look that up. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. But make I mean... Happen, yes, make it happen. But I guess we can wrap this episode up, though, man. Okay. And if there's anything you want to plug, feel free to go ahead and plug it, and <clears throat> we'll go from there. Again, uh, you can you can watch uh, every almost everything I've ever made um, on the Flying Turkey Network, YouTube.com. Um, yeah, that's basically it. I don't I don't need more Instagram followers or anything. I don't really care about that. Just go watch my movie, please. There you go. Check that movie out. And I again, join the group and post it right in the group too. Yeah. And for all you listeners, uh, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you should know where to find me, but somehow you still don't know. I am, oops, I am on um, Podbean, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, 
Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and many other platforms. If you ever want to be on this podcast, shoot me an email, horrorwithsir.sturdy. Again, that's horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Definitely go check out Tom's work. And as always, 